driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Hey now, what up though? Jay Scott Smith here, the host of the People's Podcast, JSC Radio. And you might be wondering why I call it the People's Podcast. Well, I've got a brand new reason for me to call it the People's Podcast because I'm putting the future of this show into your hands. This show is now on Patreon. And what Patreon is, it's going to help you. The JSC Radio listener, the JSC Radio follower and fan contribute to the show in whatever way you see fit. That's right. Looking for people to help keep this show moving. Whether you want to donate $1 an episode, hell, $1 a month for $5 per episode. I'll shout you out on this show and you'll even be able to vote on exclusive polls and exclusive half episodes. That's right, JSC exclusives. You'll get to hear those half episodes before anyone else. For $10 or more per episode, now it gets fun because you get to be a sponsor on this show. You got a business, you want me to talk about it, I want you to sponsor my show. For $10, hit me up, send me the script, I'm putting you over. Plus, you get all the other cool stuff that comes with it. For $25 an episode, same thing applies, except this time, you will become an official segment sponsor. Do you want a segment of this show sponsored by your business? Of course you do. That's why you want to hit me up on Patreon. For more information on how to become a sponsor of JSC Radio, go to patreon.com slash JSC Radio. Patreon.com slash JSC Radio, and you can truly help this become the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. Now, part of the thing that we negotiated when we started on this show, more than money, more than anything, was freedom of content. And I get what ESPN is afraid of here. They don't want you talking about things in a way that calls the president an idiot who thinks that he's smart. And that's the most dangerous kind of idiot, an idiot who doesn't know he's an idiot. They don't want you doing things like that that then opens up the portal for everyone at ESPN bashing the president in a way that doesn't discuss the facts. And it's just sort of anti-Trump. And then you alienate parts of your audience, even though I don't think what's happening right now is Republican or Democrat. I think it's a guy who's not a Republican filed under Republican, but I understand what ESPN is doing with these memos. They don't want to open the door so that everyone at ESPN is talking politics instead of sports in a way that alienates. But I think the way that we are doing it is weak. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Hey now. How's it going? (laughs) My name is Jay Scott Smith, and this is episode 29 of the People's Podcast. This is J.S.C. Radio. How the hell is everybody doing? First show in the month of February. Where the hell did January go? I want to thank everybody who's checking me out on iTunes, checking me out on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash jscottsmith. People who are checking me out on Stitcher Radio. I really appreciate anybody who's listening on podcast.com as well. So, my goodness, 
wanted to all of it. By the way, remember, you can follow me on the Twitter at jscottsmith. I am verified. You can follow me on Instagram at jscottsmith. That's been blowing up lately. You can follow me on Snapchat at, you guessed it, jscottsmith. And I'm on Facebook now at real jscottsmith. I'm the original J. Scott Smith. Don't accept any imitations. None, damn it. It's not how it works around here. So, we get off into episode 29, and this episode was originally, originally, meant to be kind of this Super Bowl all-out, let's talk some football type of episode. And then last weekend happened. And you know what? I, I had an epiphany last weekend. I know for some of y'all, that might be a pretty big word. Epiphany. E-P-I-P-H-A-N-Y. Epiphany. I had one of those last weekend. Anybody who lives in the United States, hell, even if you don't live in the U.S. and you simply pay attention to what the hell's going on around you. Last weekend was an eye-opener. Last weekend, I had this moment. Now, I started this show damn near a year ago, calendar year ago, and when I did it, it was under the idea that by and large, this would be a sports show. And I often get asked when I do JSC radio, what exactly is your show? I would just kind of instinctively say a sports show, but anybody who's listen to this show, and those of you who've been paying attention and listening to this show for the last year, thank you. Damn it, thank you. But those of you who've been paying attention and listening to this show for as long as I've been doing it, you know damn well that this show doesn't stick to sports. Since March 14th of last year, when I started doing JSC Radio, I've done just as many episodes on non-sports topics as I have on sports. I did a show about Fife Dogs passing. I did a show about the Flint water crisis. I did multiple shows that were centered around police brutality and police violence against black men and black citizens in this country. I did newsy shows. I did funny shows. I've done interviews. Of the four interviews I've done, all four with women, and arguably three out of the four, didn't have a whole lot to do with sports. You could argue that Janae, Janae Darden, by the way, you can get at her at Coco Fly on Twitter. Wonderful girl. Janae, you could say, is kind of tangentially related to sports because, you know, her father is Chris Darden. But that's a six degrees of separation from sports thing. Adrian Lawrence, very obviously, works at ESPN. The other two, just a week and a half ago, had Jasmine Duke. And, well, two weeks ago had Jasmine Duke. The full episode of that will be up on this feed tomorrow. And the other is Lara Witt. And arguably, they had nothing to do with sports. They have a damn thing to do with sports. And we won't even get into maybe the most controversial episode I did was episode 23. Recorded it November 9th. You figure out what was going on on November 9th. When I came back in early December, and I hit sports pretty hard. I mean, uh... The Lions certainly gave me a hell of a reason to talk about sports, both good and bad. Plus, I threw down stuff on the Royal Rumble last week. By the way, did not see Randy Orton being the guy to win it. 
and sure as hell wasn't expecting Roman Reigns to be number 30. Thankfully, he was the last guy out of there. But this show is not just a sports show, and it's hard to pigeonhole it. And from this point forward, I won't. I consider this podcast a lifestyle podcast of sorts. What kind of lifestyle, you say? Black lifestyle? Male lifestyle? Adult lifestyle? Because occasionally, we will get raunchy on here. Because Jasmine's going to be back on this show at some point. And plus, it could get dirty at other points here. 72% of my followers on social media, especially on Instagram, since I've been checking the analytics, 72% of my followers are women, not men. So, of course, I'll touch on women's issues. Maybe that's not the best terminology to use, but look, you get what I'm saying. Geek lifestyle. Because I'd love to do more about gaming. I'd love to do more about anime. I'd love to do more. I mean, it's just like all just goofy shit. I want to have fun on this show. And that's not to say I'm not going to talk about sports. I'll still say about 70% of the things that go on on this show are going to be sports related in one way, shape, or form. And I'm going to continue with sports analogies. Baseball season is coming up, and boy, it could not get here fast enough. But baseball season's coming up. You think I'm not going to talk about baseball? But I'm not going to limit myself to just being a sports show. Just stick to sports. Just stick to sports. It's becoming impossible for the sports shows to stick to sports. Not coming off a weekend where the quote-unquote president decided to put out an executive order banning Muslims because that's what it is, from traveling into this country. This unconstitutional, totally against this country's values, executive order. An executive order that set off protests across the country in airports all over the place, whether it's here in Philadelphia, whether it's up in New York, whether it's back home in Detroit, whether it's in Chicago, whether it was in Dallas or D.C. or Los Angeles or San Francisco. There are protests all over the country. And it struck a chord with so many people. It wasn't simply news. It was life. There are immigrants in our major sports leagues. The one that could be really affected is the NBA. Because it's arguably the most international of the leagues that is based in the United States. Aside from obviously having one team in Canada... For some bizarre reason, the NBA keeps having these delusions of grandeur about playing games overseas, like playing games in London, hell, playing games in Mexico, playing games in China. There are refugees. The descendants of actual refugees are on NBA teams, such as Luol Deng, formerly the Chicago Bulls and Miami Heat, and now he plays with the Lakers. He's a Sudanese refugee. His family came here looking for a better life. There are scads of soccer players. There are are people from all over the country. There are doctors. There are lawyers. They're just family members. These awful stories of these military interpreters who worked with this country during the Second Gulf War to help protect our soldiers who weren't allowed back in the country because of this idiotic ban. And that's what it is. It's a ban. He said it himself. It's tough to quote stick to sports. And it's not an issue just for me. It's an issue all over the place. ESPN, for example, the aforementioned ESPN, 
has been talking about it through the prism of other NBA coaches speaking out about it, whether it's Steve Kerr from the Golden State Warriors or Greg Popovich, who's just had amazing statements going back to the inauguration and even going back to the election. Or Pistons head coach Stan Van Gundy letting it rip. You have players such as Kyle Lowry of the Toronto Raptors. Of course, he plays in Canada, but dude's from right here in Philly, and he didn't exactly mince words about what he thought about this ban. Um, I think it's bull****. I think it's absolute bull****. I mean, our country is the, the, the country of the, the home of the land, and home of the free. And for that to happen, I think it's bull****. I mean, I'm not going to get into it too deeply, but personally, I think it's bull****. Any chance you want to try it again? No, not at all. Y'all got to bleep that out. That's how I feel about it. If you use it, you use it. I'm sure you can bleep it out. For those of you who may not understand what Mr. Lowry was saying, he was saying that ban was 100% bullspit. It was bullspit is what he was saying. They were just accidentally bleeping him out. It's not like people are robots. This stupidity about if you're an actor or you're an athlete or you're a public figure, keep your opinion to yourself. Screw you. The First Amendment says you can pretty much speak your piece without fear of reprisal, without fear of arrest, without fear of any sort of prosecution. Plus, I could say it in whatever language I want. You can't stop me. That's that wonderful freedom of speech that we have. And freedom of speech... It does go both ways. It allows people to be very profound, to be very caring, to be very loving. But it also allows people to be ignorant and stupid and racist and xenophobic and misogynistic and homophobic and prejudice and just plain tone deaf. Sage Steele from ESPN. I know when I say tone deaf, I'm beginning to think of Sage Steele a lot more often. People have seen... That really, really dense Instagram post she put up, complaining and whining about having been inconvenienced and having missed the flight because of the massive protests that were taking place at LAX last weekend. This is not the first time she's weighed in on social media. The last time it was on Twitter, where she weighed in basically telling people, especially people of color, like herself, how and when to protest. And why can't you think of others? Let me explain something about protests. Especially protests that say block roads or take up space in stores or in this case in airports. That's the point. They're supposed to inconvenience you. And yes, not all protests are very well thought out. And a lot of these protests at times can seem a little outrageous. But if there were ever a point where you kind of got to understand where these people are coming from, to them, things are a little bit more important than someone like you who's got the means and the ability to catch another flight, missing your flight. And it becomes rather problematic when a place like ESPN, which is constantly being bombarded with people telling them to stick to sports, but you've got Sage Steele essentially weighing in because I'm sure nobody told her to stick to sports after this. The ones who like to tell you to stick to sports. You got her weighing in. And meanwhile, Dan Lebitard, on his show, on Monday, 
pretty much decided he was just going to shoot straight from the hip. Hey, Steve Kerr's talking about it. Let's talk about Steve Kerr talking about it. Talk about it that way. Through the prism of sports, stay in your lane, stay in this corner as some things that are happening around America that feel hugely un-American have people protesting in the streets in a way that shuts down airports. It just feels unbelievably weak to me to only talk about this through the prism when it's a it's a story that affects the entire culture mm-hmm. at a dangerous time this feels like the weakest possible way that ESPN can enter this discussion using Steve Kerr as a meat shield now you got to understand Levitard's position is he's the son of Cuban refugees his father Poppy see him on highly questionable you hear him on that radio show it's Cuban Cubans have had a little bit of a different history in this country as opposed to other refugees, but still, they were looked at in the same way as everybody else. And you can hear the frustration in his voice when he talks about how ESPN is handling this. But ESPN is handling it no different than a lot of other networks are handling it. And he did touch on the Sage Steele thing because he felt, well, he felt the way that a lot of us did, especially seeing someone who, by all accounts, Sage Steele is a very intelligent woman, but seeing someone be so, so tone deaf at this particular point. The genie's out of the bottle on this because we all have our own Twitter accounts and we all have our social media on this, and this is what ESPN is trying to prevent, Stugatz, mm, because yeah. once one person does it, it opens the floodgates for the rest of us because, of course... You could, I, as the son of exiles, look at this and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Your travel plans were affected. Like, what are you talking about? It's the height of privilege. Like, what? And so once you start opening that portal, then you get ESPN on ESPN Crime. You get all of this stuff that ESPN doesn't want to have as people think of ESPN as liberal-leaning. But you can't give this a voice... And then muzzle the rest of us. You can't give Sage Steele this voice right. and then muzzle the the son of exiles. It's just such a weak way to address all this stuff, man. It's not right. It's not right, man. It's not right. I started this podcast to be able to get things off my chest, to have fun over time, grow to have some interviews. I mean, I'm gonna start a I'm gonna restart and kind of re reopen and rebrand. The blog website, J. Scott Confidential, you know, the actual JSC in JSC Radio at some point. I want to really do something with this. And I feel I would be doing what listeners I have and what listeners I hope to get a disservice by trying to limit it to just sports. Again, more often than not, I'm going to talk about one of three things. I'm either going to talk about sports, I'm going to talk about pro wrestling, or I'm going to talk about something goofy or funny in nature. Or maybe a fourth thing, hip-hop. I got to talk a lot more hip-hop on here. And I got some fellas that can help me with that. But that will be later on in the year as we go along. This week was supposed to be the Super Bowl show. And it's going to be a one-segment show, by the way, this week. It's difficult for me to talk about the Super Bowl because I was having a conversation with a friend of mine earlier. And I told her, I've almost forgotten that the Super Bowl was this week. Because of everything that's going on in this country. All the foolishness, all the insanity. This has been the most low-key, under-the-radar Super Bowl week of my life. 
I am really not energized for the Super Bowl. And it's aside from the fact that the Atlanta Falcons, sorry Falcons fans, the Falcons are kind of meh. They're a really good team, but they're meh. Y'all used to say that about my Pistons when they would get to the NBA Finals. You say that about the San Antonio Spurs. They're meh. The thing is, the Spurs and Pistons won titles. So you can be meh as long as you're a champ. They kicked the crap out of Green Bay two weeks ago. It seems like it was five weeks ago. They kicked the crap out of Green Bay, who kicked the crap out of everybody else for two months. So they've surely got a chance here. But I have a hard time picturing the Atlanta Falcons beating Tom Brady, beating the New England Patriots, who don't, apparently with Brady, they don't lose Super Bowls unless Eli Manning walks in the building. And I'm not going to sit here and try to put up this front that I really think Atlanta is going to win this. Of course, I'm sitting here saying this and watch Atlanta go beat the brakes off the Patriots. But I just have a hard time picturing Atlanta getting that W. So I am going to go toward the Patriots. And I'm going to do that begrudgingly because I want to see the Patriots get the shit kicked out of them. I want to see the Patriots take a beating. I've said somewhat tongue-in-cheek for the longest that Tom Brady is one of two or three University of Michigan players I can openly say I have any respect for. But a simple phrase from Brady killed off what respect I had left for him. Mind you, I didn't give a damn about the whole deflate gate thing. I thought that whole thing was stupid. So what? He deflated some footballs. Every quarterback does it. It's no different than a pitcher scuffing up or doctoring a baseball. It's no different. None. He he wasn't doing what anybody else wasn't doing. So I'll defend Tom Brady on that. My issue with Brady is when he's asked a question about these protests and about what's going on, and again, it's the, we've got to stick to sports. Can we just talk about sports? Let's just talk about football. Why we got to talk about sports? Well, because some things are bigger than sports and some things are bigger than football. Muhammad Sanu of the Falcons, I haven't forgotten you either. Can we just talk about football? Why can't we just talk about football? Because there are bigger things in football, dude. And the same goes with Brady. Brady... As much as he shows heart on the field, as much determination has he shown, as much as his career is basically a testament to just saying F you to anybody who thinks you can't do it, he's awfully cowardly when it comes to his support of a certain individual. Episode 23. He's pretty cowardly in acknowledging his support of him. And when he was asked earlier this week during Super Bowl Media Day what he thought of what was going on with the Muslim ban, with all the protests around the country. Hell, the, he has Muslim teammates, and he's got Muslim opponents on the other side of the field. Ain't no way you don't know what's going on. And he says with a straight face, what's going on in the world? I don't pay attention to any of that. I'm a positive person. Word, son. You have no idea what's going on, huh? You don't know whatever else is going on in the world, right? No clue. So yeah, Patriots probably the best damn team in the NFL by a mile. And Brady's the best damn quarterback of my lifetime. He's a thousand times better than he ever was in Ann Arbor. But then again, Lloyd Carr couldn't stop snatching him off the field and trying to find his replacement. The Patriots are just a damn good team, and they're likely going to win that Super Bowl. But that doesn't mean I'm going to like it. I'm not some big, bleeding-heart Atlanta Falcons fan. Really don't care much for them. But would I be mad if they went out there on Sunday and beat the Patriots, and won their first world title? Nope. Not even close. I will close this show out with 
what I'll start to do a little bit more often. It won't be an every week thing, but a simple, I guess, words of wisdom here. We as people in this country, and I know I've got listeners in Canada and different parts of the world. By the way, appreciate you. I don't recognize this America. I don't. Everything I've seen, everything we've been through for the last 18 months, and especially for the last, Christ, it hasn't even been two weeks. This is not the America that I, I, I learned about 20, 25, 30 years ago as a kid. And I knew this country wasn't perfect. I know this country has got so many skeletons in its closet. I know this country has got a multitude of black marks. And we're just starting Black History Month, by the way. We've got a lot of bad marks in this country. But the only way we get ourselves together going forward, we have to show the maturity that our forefathers, those who came before us, whether it's who came before you in the Revolutionary War or came before you during the Civil Rights Movement, we have to show the maturity and the growth that can beat back what's going on in this country right now as a whole. I've never in my 37 years felt as much tension in the air as I do lately. And I miss the days when it was a lot simpler, when Beyonce announcing she's pregnant with twins was the biggest thing to hit the internets. I miss that. And this ain't going to happen overnight. But we as a country and we as people have to do better. And how do you do that? Get up every morning and just ask yourself, how can I be a better person? Whether it's just doing something for yourself, going for a walk, introducing yourself to somebody you work with that you normally don't talk to, introducing yourself to someone of a different ethnicity or a different religion or a different race, or a different nationality. Get to understand the people around you a little bit more. Do something to make yourself better and make yourself happier. And hopefully, that can spread. Again, it's not going to be easy. And we're going to have some hard times. Hard times, baby. Coming. Let's try to do good for each other, even if it's something small. Let's try to have a conversation with each other. Or better yet, if someone says something you don't like, just keep it moving. There are plenty of trolls and there's plenty of people out here who are going to try to crap all over your dreams, crap all over your day. They're not going to like you because of who you are. You can't let that person get that type of control. Just like you can't let the pallor that's hanging over this country get that control over you. My name is J. Scott Smith, telling you to take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pet spayed or neutered. And we are out of here. Final score in the Super Bowl. Ugh. Patriots 31, Falcons 28. God, I hope I'm wrong. Next week, episode 30. I'll see you then. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Check it out. This is JSC Radio.
heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online for like a year. She couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.